It be too late to alter course, matey, and there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove. And mark well me words, matey, dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. Seriously, how long are you going to do this craziness? That's my introduction. Remember I told you how people come here specifically just to listen to this? No. Well, it's true. One blimey minute. Now you got me. I can't even say it now. One blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artist from scottartist.com. And I'm Heather Artist from blackpearlminute.com. Thanks for joining us for minute 132 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. I did have a couple of things I wanted to start off with today. One. That's a shocker. The studio is a little smelly. And no, <laughs> it's not because Heather's in here. It's because of And her of you. pirateness, her wanting to be an authentic... 17th and 18th century pirate, just not bathing kind of deal. But Banjo, our dog, the one who often graces the outros that you hear and we reference every now and then. Yeah, he decided to play with a skunk in our yard. Oh, the humanity. (laughs) Just decided, hey, that black and white little critter looks like a whole heck of a lot of fun. I might as well go put my nose on that. Yep, his head, it's a stinky head. Just slightly. Slightly this time. Not as bad as the last time. Last time was a stink fest. Oh, yeah. This time he's only minor smelly. But when you put him in an enclosed studio, it really accentuates that that aroma. <laughs> it's like a fine wine. Yes. And we should also mention that I had Banjo. I was able to get him away. Froggy, our other dog, was able to get away and came back to the house. She luckily didn't get sprayed, even though she was trying to play with the skunk as well. Heather is rummaging around in the bushes thinking that Froggy is still in the bushes calling. I'm like, I got Froggy. She's all, Froggy, come. I said, I got Froggy. She's digging around in the bushes. She's digging for the freaking skunk. That's the skunk. Run, Heather, run. That's not Froggy. That is the skunk. This is a ridiculously false story. No. Yes. I was putting the ducks up. I wasn't in the bushes. I was yelling for Froggy. You heard rustling in the leaves. I was the rustling not of the in bushes, the bushes. I wasn't even near them. Trying to get froggy, and it turned out was that was the skunk you were after. Turning the, putting the ducks to bed. Wasn't even near the bushes. If you want to believe that, feel free. But we all know where the truth lies. Yeah, with me. It was announced at the D twenty three Expo that Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men Tell No Tales will sail home on digital and well, first on digital, digital on September nineteenth, and then it'll come out on this. 4K Ultra HD and then a Blu-ray combo pack and then also DVD and on demand on October 3rd. During the expo, they announced information about the bonus features as well. There's a Dead Men Tell No Tales, the making of a new adventure, which brings unique access to the making of the movie with a collection of revealing and entertaining stories that include a return to the sea where you can hear about this whole new chapter of the tale that was developed, telling tales a sit-down with Britton and Kaya, and the two sit down together for a revealing conversation on becoming a part of the Pirates of the Caribbean film franchise. And what was interesting is they said it's continuing legacy. That's a big Easter egg. Possibly? 
A continuing legacy? Does that mean that maybe that's a hint that there's more to follow? Maybe. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe it will. Well, I guess they signed him up for multiple. Yeah, he is if in that contract. If they actually happen. If they happen, but he is in the contract to do that if they actually move forward with making them. So yeah, continuing legacy. I thought that was an interesting thing that they just released at the D23 Expo. Then there's the Matador and the Bull, Secrets of Salazar and Silent Mary. And Javier Bardem reveals more information about his menacing new character and the foreboding ship he helms. There's also First Mate Confidential. So you get to go on set with Kevin McNally, who's obviously our feisty Mr. Gibbs. Deconstructing the Ghost Sharks. And then we get a look at the depths at how these decomposing nasty sharks, I guess, were designed and brought to life. So all the behind the scenes special effects. Which is always good for us. Oh, yeah. Wings Over the Caribbean, which has Captain Jack Sparrow kind of having that encounter with Paul McCartney. So maybe there's something there with that. We'll see. Could be nothing. Right. Could just be them. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> okay, let's do our lines. I don't know. Then there's the Enduring Legacy, which is another take at Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales. And the impact that the movies have had and the ride and all this other stuff beyond. So it looks like it might be a bunch of different things that are in that behind the scenes stuff. There's also bloopers of the Caribbean, Jerry Bruckheimer photo diary, and then some deleted scenes. And the one deleted scene title that really caught my attention was Alternate Coda, Murtaugh and Mulroy flogging. So a flogging? I'm always up for a good flogging, so I'm interested to see what happens there. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, pretty cool. Sometimes those deleted scenes are more hype than anything else because... Every once in a while, they're like this lengthy thing that can we can talk about, for instance, on the show. And yeah. then sometimes it's like this quick blip and you're like, why did they even include that? Yeah. What the hell, guys? So I don't know. We'll see what happens with the deleted scenes. I guess we'll find out on September 19th. And then you can tune in because we're going to get the stuff. The digital? The, yeah. We'll get the digital. Oh, okay. Thought you were going to get the Ultra 4K. I don't know. We'll probably do that. But do we want to wait, though? That's the thing. Yeah, I guess maybe we'll wait. Who the hell knows? And then you can hear us talk about it, what, 10 years from now? Five yeah. years from now. Somewhere around there. <laughs> oh, those will be the days. <laughs> Remember way back in 2017 when we were talking about the release of the Blu-ray, the <laughs> Ultra 4K, all that kind of stuff? And we'll go, yeah, I wonder if people are still waiting for that. And we'll go, no, they're not because they've already moved on. And then we finally just got to it. Yeah. It's weird how that'll work. We're going to have to figure something out about that. Maybe with some of our bonus content. That'll have to be wrapped in somehow. We're going to have to. Otherwise, we'll be completely behind the times on everything. We'll just be so far behind. Uh, every other show has talked about this. Every other review has happened. So we'll have to do some reviews and things. So I guess the moral to this pirate tale is that there's exciting stuff to come with the new movie. And since I have to wait for a flogging, we might as well get on with the breakdown. What do you think? Sounds like a plan. And I'm a little excited about this breakdown because the previous minute rehash, that's really what I'm excited about. Not the minute breakdown, the serious one. But I'm talking about the minute rehash. Gives me a chance to talk about blacksmiths and throw out some of that stuff that I've researched. It's some good cultured relevancy that I hope everyone enjoys. A little bit of history that'll come out. Historical like terms, I should say. Not really history, but historical terms. Oh, okay. People can walk away going, you know what? I learned some words today. Or terms. Oh, okay. So you're going to do the word of the week? No. Oh. I forgot about the word of the week. <laughs> you just got me on that. So I guess we got to do the freaking word of the week. <laughs> Heather, I didn't forget about it. What's the pirate word of the week? Curse you for breathing, you slack-jawed idiots. It's the pirate word of the week. Swagger. 
I got me a swagger going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> a particular attitude in the way ye walk and ye talk. That would be Jack Sparrow has a swagger like no yes. tomorrow. Tis the look in your squinted eye, matey. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Why? Hey, I didn't know I was hearing at you with a squinted eye, but maybe I was. You were. I probably period. You were actually, you were going, ah. Actually, it was probably the stink eye because I yeah, just get a little I bit I always get the you. stink eye. Well, you hornswoggle my introductions. Don't you think you deserve that for crying no. out loud? Oh, I do. Swagger's good. Swagger's good. Especially towards the end of the movie because then it really gets back to Captain Jack Sparrow's Right, and his gate. swagger. Yeah. Even Barbosa had a kind of swagger about him the way he that he kind of walked around. Yes. But not so much as an over-the-top kind of uh, craziness, yeah. drunk, feeling the the pressures of being on land after being at sea for all, all those years that Jack Sparrow has maybe been out to sea and he gets kind of that land sickness, if you want to call it that. Right. And the way he tumbles over and head dives into the ocean. That's true. Ocean. That's quite the swagger there. I don't know if that's really <laughs> a swagger or more of a fall. But anyways, thanks for the word of the week. And no, I didn't forget it, people. It was just all part uh-huh. of the show. It was all part of the master plan. You're slacking here in the end, I Trust tell you. Trust me, ya. I am. I'm like going to sleep, but like, hey, it's done. Am I done yet? <laughs> no. No, I'm not done. If I was done, though, would I be so excited about my blacksmith terms that everybody's going to be walking away with in my previous minute rehash? So here we go. And I hope everyone enjoys it. In the previous minute, reading between the lines and drawing those beautiful sword Elizabeth Swan parallels... Commodore Norrington sets his expectations for Will that he should show Elizabeth the same care and devotion in every aspect of his life. The unthinking Norrington just managed to give the worst possible advice to a young man with the shady track record of finding solace and privacy in a deserted nighttime blacksmith shop. Wow. Simply banging away on his ingots, drawing out his metal. Dare I say placing his tools in the anvil's hardy hole? And let's not forget the oft-forgotten Pritchell hole. That is always up for a punching. Now let's break out our stokers and heat her. I mean, that forge. Wow. Now that's an act of piracy. Something. What? It's an act of something. I know. I was just talking about blacksmith stuff. I know you were. I don't know what you're reading into anything. I was just talking about blacksmith stuff. Seriously. Those are all blacksmith terms. I was just bringing it out so people could feel like when they go to their local blacksmith, they can actually talk to them in their jargon. There's a meeting of the minds now. I see. That's all it was. Uh-huh. Nothing to see there, folks. Yeah. Nothing to read into that. Minute 132 begins with Commodore Norrington responding to Gillette. Oh, I think we can afford to give him one day's head start. Norrington leads the Marines away. A confused Gillette misses the point and Governor Swan turns to Elizabeth and Will Turner, saying, So. The minute ends with the motley crew aboard the Black Pearl. Cotton throws a line to the treading water Captain Jack Sparrow. Gibbs yells, bring him in, as the motley crew pull the line. Jack is sent soaring from the water to above the deck, ending before he lands. Now we've made it to the second place where the movie should traditionally end. If you recall from a few episodes back, and this is specifically when Barbosa is killed, traditional movie making dictates, and it's a law. It's a, or maybe it's no, a guideline. No, guideline. It's a guideline. You wouldn't let me finish that. There's you no had to laws, jump in. just guidelines. You had to jump in and steal my thunder on yeah, that. Yeah, I did. That's just ridiculous. I'm going to say dictates now because I, I don't like your attitude and it's you guideline. stole my joke. Dictates that when guideline. the villain dies, we would get the long tease kiss between our hero and the leading lady. The music cues and the credits roll. 
And we often see things panning out and giving us this long scenic shot with our kissing duo taking center stage. But no, we didn't get it at this point. We don't get the ending. Just Will pissing Elizabeth off. Minutes later, there's an entirely new post-villain action sequence. Yada, yada, yada. Norrington gives some advice to Will on how to treat Elizabeth. Governor Swan makes a case for piracy. And now we end up with the long-awaited kiss, finally. A kiss teased multiple times and now has reached a boiling point. But what the hell? It doesn't end here either. So it's like they've teased us with these traditional movie endings. It should have come when Barbosa died. That's what the rules dictate. And then they kiss and it goes on. But it didn't. Then we get, like I said, post-action, post-villain death sequence. Jack Sparrow escaping from the gallows. But it still doesn't end. The movie doesn't end. We get the kiss between our two heroes. We get the scenic panoramic shot this time of them kissing in the ocean and the bell archway. Yet the movie still continues. And we'll do so for a couple more minutes. Well, you can't end there. You can't end with Barbosa because everybody else's stories aren't done. I know. And you can't end here because Jack's story's not done. That's the point, Jack you scabber's dog. That's what's going on here, obviously. And Terry and Ted are messing with our minds by setting up all these fake endings for the movie. And you don't have to fret because I know why it doesn't end. Are you sure? Just yet. Because there are some reasons to come and why it continues after Will and Elizabeth kiss. Well, multiple reasons. Besides the idea that the screenwriters are wrapping up all the main character storylines. However, I will share with you that information tomorrow. On what my thoughts are on why it didn't quite end yet. Beyond just the screenwriters wrapping up the storylines so along with terry and ted teasing us you're now gonna yeah tease i'm us. gonna tease everybody now wow but i'm not doing it in the movie by having like some kind of weird heroes kiss thing because that would be weird on here <laughs> that would be weird thank on you here. for acknowledging that but it is an interesting diversion from the typical movie ending multiple typical movie endings because like i said we've seen it multiple times this actually goes on like eight to nine minutes after we see barbosa killed right so multiple minutes and i said it before but this can only be pulled off successfully when there's a pertinent story element that also captures our attention something that adds to the story not just lengthens the story for the sake of adding minutes to a film otherwise it's not needed and it just creates this like cinematic drag that really loses the audience and i'll go on record as saying it does work for the curse of the black pearl in fact it leaves us in a good happy space but i can also touch on that later too Jeez. Yeah, that's right. I'll touch on that later as well. Maybe in another episode. Maybe 133 or 134. I'll keep you guessing. That is ridiculous. I'm just setting up how the movie didn't end when it was supposed to, according to the guidelines of the movie making code. They give us all the elements, but then they fail to roll the credits. Right. Except for the first time that they ended it, they just really skipped out on a lot of stuff. It's like they keep building up every time they add the other traditional ending element, but they never bring home the credits until a little bit later, which is ridiculous. But I guess that leads us to the kiss. And is there anything we really have to say about this? I'm not sure that I have anything. What about you? Any thoughts on Dad's the kiss? Dad's kind of watching, which is kind of a little weird. Was he watching, though? I mean, he kind of sees what's going to go on and he walks away. He turns away, away, but then he turns back and watches. Just a little odd. Hey, I don't know how much action Governor's getting. But you don't want to be doing that with your daughter there. Right. Estrella, really? You're throwing the the maid mistress trope? How dare you? How dare you throw that in there? Okay. You cheap in this movie like that? How dare you? (laughs) 
That's just crazy. Seriously. He's a good catch. Well, if you're looking for a sugar daddy. <laughs> which just could very well be the title of this episode now, Sugar Daddy. <laughs> could very well be. Pirate Sugar Daddy ought to come up with something like that. I'm not one to just randomly find crazy symbols, and I think you know this. I'm not one of these, there's got to be a symbol all over the place like some conspiracy theorist. Are you sure? How dare you? How dare Seriously, you? Seriously. I think I've established myself as someone who treads lightly on these matters. Mm. I'm rather restrained. And yes, that's a rhetorical question, so no smart-ass comments. Seriously. Oh, okay. Rhetorical. Don't you speak over there. And if you believe that, you haven't listened to this whole podcast. Apology accepted. No apology was given. What's up with the archway and the bell right when they're kissing? Could that be some foreshadowing happening here? No. Is there a wedding in the future? That's about as blatant as a symbol as anyone can get. That's about as blatant as I am concerned for a symbol. Really? Yeah. This is where the whole scene took place. So why would you say that? Because they're kissing right next to this bell so archway. So that's where they were left. Everybody jumped or Come on, Jack fell off shot. right there. You're basically going to throw me into this conspiracy theory symbolism thing. And instead of just admitting that, yeah, there might be a nod to wedding stuff in the future. They're kissing right next to a bell in an archway overlooking the ocean. I mean, this screams wedding. This screams high-class wedding. This screams Governor Swan is going to force Norrington to officiate Will and Elizabeth's no. wedding. And Norrington may shoot somebody. No. You don't think so? Uh-uh. That was some weird symbolism, though. Was where everything took place. Oh, come on. They could It's where Elizabeth fell off the wall. It's where Jack fell off the wall. They couldn't have had this bell then somewhere else. You don't think that this was planned? No. Do you think this is real life? <laughs> no. You think this is real life that this didn't happen? No. That's really odd placement though. That it this went, bell appears out of nowhere. It wasn't out of nowhere. It's always been there. <laughs> no- since the beginning of the movie. Out of nowhere as far as planning the movie ahead. No. I can't believe you just lumped me in. You're, I just, be- you're just pulling stuff out of thin air Bold. It's That's like a, a wedding symbol thing there. No. I'm going to ask people on no. our listeners crew. Because it sure seems that way to me that when we get that blatant look of a bell in this archway that just really screams wedding and no. nuptials and all that love then can i get a nod to love at least no it's there on a fort with <sighs> a bell i'm gonna move along i feel beat down it's monday and i already feel beat down now <laughs> governor swan was on the road to redemption when he started things out with his personal growth while talking to elizabeth through the door on the dauntless he started to give a little. Elizabeth is a strong, grown woman who can make a smart choice. The choice that's best for her. Then he follows up by helping Norrington, effectively defending him and Will by saying piracy is sometimes the right decision under certain circumstances. Right. Then he takes one giant step backward by dropping the classist, he's just a blacksmith comment. <laughs> oh, governor, how dare you? You were almost there and then you had to open your yap, man. What do you think about this comment? He didn't say it mean like. I know, but what do you think about it? Is it just a simple tongue-in-cheek, or is it a last stab for a Norrington vote, or is it a bit of both? I think he's just trying to point out that he's not, she's not going to have things married to him type of thing. 
Okay. I mean, you know it, I mean, it could be that that's the last minute check in with his daughter, like you're saying, to yeah. make sure that she realizes what this relationship means to her place in yeah. society. He's not being mean or anything. He's just. Or is it more of a joke? Reminding. He's like poking fun at himself and the way he was at the beginning of the movie. Maybe giving Will a bad time because he now realizes Will is really the best man for Elizabeth and he'll do anything to protect his daughter, right? Yeah. Which is really what he wants to see happen in the first place. He wants what's best for his daughter. Right. Is he finally recognizing that Will is the best thing for his daughter? He wants Elizabeth to marry the guy who will battle skeleton pirates. Right. Will become a pirate and will sacrifice himself to make sure she is safe. If this is it, then bravo to the governor and I take back what I said. Take it back. Take it all back. So is it that poking fun at himself is like, this is who he was in the beginning, but he's not now by just kind of throwing out this blacksmith joke? Or really is it, like I said in the first one, a last minute check-in? Like, hey, this is a blacksmith. No, because he didn't really say it like that. Well, I know he didn't say it like that, but I'm trying to read between the lines. I got it. Though? I would say he's more just kind of saying it to himself, more accepting it than anything. So he's actually trying to get... He's actually trying to sail that boat out of Denialville. Yeah. Oh, this is a blacksmith and she's okay with it. So that's kind of how he so was. So I'm really okay with it because he's going to treat her right. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. Because this entire conversation opens up the door for Elizabeth to say, he's not a blacksmith, but a pirate. As much as we all knew that that line was coming, it really still works. And it's probably because Elizabeth is following up on her irritation about the Norrington fiancé comment on Isla de Muerta that Will drops on her. Really pisses her off. And then he comes to Port Royal to save Jack. And he's talking with her and drops the I love you bomb without the I love you return. And then he becomes a rebel and fights for what's right. And so he really becomes on the same page as Elizabeth. When Jack was about to get hanged because she was even saying that this is wrong. Right. Does that make sense? Am I making sense here? So she's able to finish that emotional shift, that change in attitude after he solidifies himself as like this honorable pirate. Right. And then finally she gets the pirate of her fantasy in that romantic ending to her own swashbuckler drama right underneath the wedding chapel there, the archway with the bell. the wedding chapel. The archway. (laughs) How dare you? I don't have much to say about Norrington as we covered him pretty well in the last episode. But he does round things out with that idea we tossed around that he's giving Jack a head start and will pursue him just for the sport of it. Right. It's almost like it's that nod to Jack, Elizabeth, and Will. He finally gives a bit of respect where respect is due, actually. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Not in so many words, but it's like Norrington admits he has not only heard of Jack, but he just might be the best pirate he's ever seen, which is pretty cool. Does he go far to as far to admit that? Well, he says that he's going to... Give him, I didn't say that he said that. It's like he almost is admitting. He just might be on that verge of saying he's the best pirate he's ever seen. He will never say that out of sheer pride. Right. But mentally he's thinking about it. Like, dang it, this guy really is good. (laughs) He has to be thinking that. Oh, he has to. So that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying? How are you deny me on that? He well, didn't, he I'm, I'm saying Norrington could never admit such a he thing. He wouldn't say it out loud, but he's not that brash Norrington that was earlier saying, God, this guy is a horrible pirate. He's right. the worst pirate I've ever seen. He's the worst pirate I've ever heard of. All those little variations. Now, he's going to give him a head start. He's giving that respect, and he's giving that respect to Jack, well, also to Will and Elizabeth, but yeah. specifically to Jack as well. That he wouldn't have given respect to him previously. Right. Because he does give him that head start. He does let him go. And like I said, he just might be in his own mental state going, God, that really is a good pirate. 
Because seriously, Jack helped beat Barbosa. He's done all these things. He even escapes the gallows. And then in some weird quirk, escapes even Norrington and Gillette by falling backwards off the fort. Right. To an oncoming Black Pearl. What do you say to that? Besides, he's got great guy, timing. This guy is a comedic genius, and now everything's going his way, and the ship is there to pick him up. There you go. That's all I'm saying. Then there's Gillette, of course, and he's still confused about this whole thing. Yeah. What? We're not going by the book and apprehending Jack right now? Yeah, he doesn't get it. This guy will never he get doesn't. it. He doesn't. He's like confused. looking around lost and does not like, compute, what the heck are we compute. doing? Yeah, and, he's a robot. Yeah. And I know, and I say that as because a robot. Because you are a robot. Yeah, I can spot other robots. Thank you. Know what's going on there. That's also why I'm able to see those symbols so well. Uh-huh. Because I ha- have a that... real pattern recognition software thing going on. Yes. Do you have anything on Jack and the Black Pearl? I mean, I figured I would bump my stuff until tomorrow unless you have something specific you wanted to no, discuss No, not here. really. Besides, he's flying over the deck. Yeah, and I have stuff on that tomorrow. Tomorrow, And that's okay. why I, I kind of bumped it in taking this opportunity to talk about Will and Elizabeth and... Governor Swan and Norrington and then Jack because a lot of that stuff kind of comes up because we're still just Jack getting on the ship at that point yeah and seeing some of the same stuff so I just wanted to bump what I had till this, tomorrow and then we could basically call this one a this day. rope ride is one wild ride though it is a wild ride Mr. Toad's wild ride by the way <laughs> so that's all I got and are you ready to get out of here that's it for me let's blow this taco stand well, that's weird I was thinking more of that wedding bell archway it just mysteriously appeared on the fort when they were designing it. they all the movie. When the set designers were designing it. No. We'll be back tomorrow with Minute 133 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until Keep your then, swashbuckling to a minimum. See, she doesn't even listen. She doesn't even know. She says she can quote the... I had to hurry. ...beginning of the intro, but... It's until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. Oh, That's how it goes. Horn swoggling. Completely different thing. <laughs> I know. So this is to tell people not to be cheating, don't be stealing, don't be that pirate stuff. You want people to keep their rope swinging, their somersaults, their flips, their sword fighting all to a minimum. I'm trying to keep them safe. Come on. We want them to do the swashbuckling. We just oh, want them okay. to keep the... The little cheating to a minimum. We want us pirates to fly under the radar so we can continue doing our dirty work, if yes. you will call it that. Okay, let's get out our of here. Our dirty work. Dirty work. How dare you bring that up right at the end. <laughs> Heather! Heather! Climey, she always disappears right after the show. Get me my grog, she says. Probably at the Faithful Bride Tavern. Again. Heather, are you in there? Bring me my grog, you scurvy barkeep. Mother's love. What are you doing in here? You always take off before telling everyone where they can find us, where the after party is, and how their voicemail may be featured on the show. So get on with it, Savvy! I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request. That means no. I know what it means. It means you're getting another rum, and I'm thanking the listeners. Thanks for listening, Scallywags. You like the show? Give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out, and we'd greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. We just might feature your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook, our Facebook listeners group, and on Twitter. If you're interested in best of clips, you can find us on SoundCloud. All the links are on blackpearlminute.com. It's that easy. Now get out of here, you filthy bilge rats. (laughs) 